Good morning. This is BFC Live for Wednesday, August 5th, the summer edition. Coming up, our conversation with Liz Tahura of BDSA with another fact or fiction segment. Last week we talked boomers. This week we are talking female cannabis consumers. On Friday, join us for our Lunch and Learn with Cam Delta for a program titled So You Want to Open a Cannabis Retail Store. At the end of the month, on August 27th, join us for an event we are co-producing with our friends at Diversity Talk for a Cannabis Forward event titled Social Equity in Practice. You can sign up for both of those on our website. Thanks to our ongoing partners, BDSA, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, and Torque and Mains. As always, we are protected by our friends at ALSIT. Now this conversation with Liz Tahura of BDSA for the second in a series of Fast and Fiction. Liz Tahura, nice to see you. Nice to see you, Jay. Uh, last week, we did a fact or fiction about boomers, um, and it was uh, enlightening for sure, and I think I said then that it's going to make Thanksgiving a lot more fun. Um, uh, this week, we have another fact or fiction. Who are we fact or fictioning this week? We are going to fact or fiction female consumers. Okay, which uh, you're going to tell me what percentage they make up of the consumer market, but my guess is it's a big one and a big purchasing one. It's an important one, absolutely. Yes. Great, let's get to it. So we are gonna talk about the female consumer today. And uh, all right, Jay, are you ready for your, for your quiz? I am, women prefer edibles over inhalables. Huh. That's a good question. I'm gonna say <laughs> fiction because flour is so popular, but maybe I'm wrong. All right, so as, as mentioned, uh, females are 41% of cannabis consumers in Canada. Um, interestingly, it's staying relatively steady over time, uh, whereas in the US, that percent is growing a bit. But also interestingly, uh, the US started off at a bit of a smaller base. So uh, Canadian females uh, were, were a little bit more on board a little bit earlier on, and, uh, and staying pretty steady around that, that mid-40s. Uh, point. But to answer your question, so fact or fiction, women prefer edibles over inhalables? Fiction. Um, in fact, as you mentioned, Jay, or as you suspected, you are correct. Uh, just like men, uh, more female consumers prefer inhalables than edibles. So 71% uh, of female consumers in Canada actually have consumed um, an edible product, or excuse me, an inhalable product in the past six months. Um, and that's everything from joints to vape uh, to everything in between. And 55%, so over half, say that that's their preferred way to consume cannabis. Uh, about 32%, about a third prefer edibles. Um, in, a, in a smaller percentage there, about 10% prefer topicals. Um, Interestingly enough, within inhalables, the preferred format of inhaling is actually a joint that I roll myself um, or that they roll themselves. So that's about 36% prefer, uh, prefer to consume their, their inhalables that way, uh, followed pretty closely behind by pre-rolls and then by, by vape after that. It was, one of the it was one of the reasons I moved to Canada. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it'll be interesting to see with 2.0 if some of those preferences start to shift as more, uh, more vape products and, and more 2.0 products do become available. So definitely we'll be keeping an eye on that, on those percentages as they move forward. 
when women do consume edibles, uh, the taste or flavor tends to be their most important uh, deciding factor for, for consuming the same product again. Uh, the second uh, the second most commonly um, issued reason is ease of use, so that convenience factor. Um, and then there's also a high interest on the female side with elevated flavors and interesting tastes. Um, just like boomers, we talked about their food preferences um, not necessarily associated with cannabis. Uh, and with the female consumer, uh, low sugar does come up again, but also coming up really high are locally grown, no preservatives and organic um, within the Canadian female consumer. So looking for that, uh, what is that elevated, um, elevated experience, and then again that that locally grown or that local local aspect to the to the product um, could certainly resonate well uh, for female consumers um, that are choosing their edible products. And I know the, the question tends to be, well, with Cannabis 2.0 being so new, is that influencing the preferences for edibles and or other 2.0 products? Um, and we don't really see that being the case. So in the US, um, when we look at the US, again, just as a reminder, when we compare to Canada, we focus on what we call the level one states. And those are the states that are fully recreationally and medically legal just because that's a better comparison point for where the Canadian consumer is with your federal legalization. Uh, but within the U.S., 68% of female consumers um, actually consume inhalables, and almost half, 48% prefer. So a little lower than the, the Canadian numbers, but right around in that same ballpark. All right, so I got another one for you. Actually, two more for you, factor fictions. I'm uh, talking about zeroing in a little bit more on the edibles and talk about microdose products. Uh, so factor fictions, microdose consumers are, are microdoses for new consumers only. No. Yeah, I would say fiction. Right. I would say fiction. <laughs> and how about microdose consumers are um, mostly female consumers? Uh, I'll say fiction on that too. You nailed it, hundred <laughs> percent. This is fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So when you look at the low dose consumers, um, it looks really similar to actually your general consumer breakouts. Remember, about forty one percent of all consumers in Canada are females. About forty four percent of microdose or low dose consumers. Um, so so slightly higher uh, incidence rate, but but really not high enough to make a, a huge difference. Um, and really interesting, only 32% of low-dose or micro-dose consumers are recent adopters. Um, and that, I think, is a really important one to dispel because we tend to think of micro-dose or low-dose as only being sort of a newbie product. And the cannabis connoisseur uh, being mostly interested in that all sort of all commonly quoted equation of highest THC for lowest price. Um, and that is not necessarily the case. Uh, there are, as we've talked about before, uh, you know, consumers are really multifaceted and they utilize products for, for different experiences in different new states and different occasions in different ways. Um, and cannabis connoisseurs are, uh, are experts or are extreme, um, extremely competent uh, consumers are just as likely to, or even frankly more likely, to want to utilize a low-dose or micro-dose product. Uh, again, it's situationally dependent. 
Uh, so it might not be that they're utilizing that product all the time, uh, but certainly have a preference for, for those lower microdose products. I can tell you focus group is one as a female and a, uh, a long time consumer, um, especially when it comes to my edibles, I am a low and or microdose consumer. Uh, so I, I like to have uh, the equivalent of just kind of a, a, a little tiny, uh, little tiny buzz when I'm consuming my edible products. That's what, that's what goes best with uh, microbrews. Microdose exactly. is microbrews. Exactly. Back to that pairing. So if I want to have a glass of wine and a two and a half milligram chocolate or gummy, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty nice Friday evening, if you ask me. I'll say. <laughs> uh, looking at the age breaks, too, also very interesting to see that uh, millennials and Gen Z make up more than half of your low-dose or microdose consumers. Um, and this also, you know, I know we talked about boomers last week, but I think this is an interesting call-out on the boomer side that they're actually less likely uh, to be looking for those microdose or low-dose products. It's because they don't have to go to work necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I don't know if you dive into that, but, it, but I think they're, I mean, I'm not condoning this, um, but I think people are low dose at work. I think they do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and we actually do dive into that in the data in some places and look at those workplace habits. It's a small percentage who self-report that they're consuming uh, at work. Uh, and there could be a little bit of uh, sort of respondent bias there, uh, maybe a willingness to, uh, to own up to that potentially one of the cases. Uh, also thought just as an interesting overview to check out what our recent adopters do look like in Canada. Um, and this is also interesting. So you're getting more, uh, a higher percentage of, of male consumers than female consumers in the recent adopters. The generational breakout looks pretty similar to what we see in uh, sort of all consumers, some of those other consumer groups. Um, but the, 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 there are fewer um, females coming in as recent adopters than, than those who are in the, the other groups. So pretty interesting there. Uh, also interesting to point out when we're talking about recent adopters, um, recent adopters still do prefer inhalables uh, more so than the other product formats, just like other, uh, other consumer groups, but they are more likely to consume topicals or to utilize topicals um, as that can be a bit of a sort of introductory product um, and has frankly a little bit of a different use case and need state um, than either inhalables or edibles. So um, important not to force consumers into a single box, you know, as usual. When we're speaking about the, the female or women consumers, uh, you know, don't put them into the, oh, they only consume edibles and only want low-dose edibles box. Uh, there is a, a variety of reasons that females consume, just like any other consumer. Um, about 75% of females consume for recreational and social purposes where about half say they consume for, uh, for health and medical. And then of course you've got that whole spectrum in between. Um, so uh, regardless of whether it's inhalable or edibles, the top reasons that female consumers state that they're consuming is to relax and be mellow, to sleep better, to manage stress, and then the all important to have fun um, and also to feel peaceful. Um, so those are, those are sort of very strong motivations for our female consumers. Um, and um, again, that, that wide spectrum allows you to understand uh, that there's not 
there's not one type of female consumer, um, and there's certainly not one type of product that's going to appeal to uh, to all female consumers as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like a broken record, but every time you go through this, I, I go to product development mode, which is not my experience, but I, but I do go to this mode where I'm like, look, if you, because we talked about it with the boomers last week, especially about the ingredients of edibles, because that's yeah. sort of where my mind goes. It's like, because it's a little bit, because that is the product development as opposed to flour necessarily. Um, but it's like, you know, relatively low dose or, or variable doses, um, flavor profiles, and, and uh, I mean, I'll just call them decent and low sugar ingredients. Like these are where there is a market for this. And, and if I was a product development person, that's where I would be spending my time or a lot of it because it's come up twice in two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially when you're talking about, as you said, like edibles um, and drinkables, the things that are important to consumers to put in their body are not different when they're thinking about the things uh, that they're going to put in their body that contain cannabis. Um, and so flipping that script a little and thinking about cannabis as a functional ingredient in the product um, and sort of making sure that the product itself is elevated, um, is healthy, perhaps if that's the consumer you're going after, is delicious uh, regardless, um, is an elevated flavor profile, again, if that's the, the consumer group you're going after. I think there's a lot of opportunities there. I think so too. And I look forward to those things hitting the market because I think it'll just, it'll go, A, it'll go to dispel lots of myths. It'll bring new uh, consumers in. It'll make current consumers really happy, mellow, and peaceful, but also uh, they will be happy consumers. Um, so, so it really is always helpful to do that deep dive. And also with the sort of um, the, the new entrance uh, into the space, like understanding who that is and how to sort of not thread that needle, but bring those people back into the fold or into the fold. Absolutely. For the first time. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it. This is why I like doing work with you guys, because every, every week, like my mind just goes in a million different directions in, in a positive way. And so thanks for shedding light on the female consumers, adds on to our fact or fiction, first boomers, now females. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you next week. All right. Thanks so much, Jay. Thanks, Liz.